0: Great, great. Actually, I think we'll just start. So welcome back to another episode of um, Calibration Station. Today, we're joined with Rebecca Weaver. And Rebecca, how would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Oof. All right. Hi, I'm Becca. <laughs> I'm a young professional um, with a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from the University of Pittsburgh, um, who, I wrote this out. I don't remember what I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, um, I guess, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a young professional. I graduated right into the pandemic, and I didn't pivot fast enough into a graduate degree, so I've been unemployed for most of the past year. Um, so. It's been a nice change over the past months, actually having a job that I got really lucky with and I really enjoy. So I guess that's what resonates with me most and that's how I'd like to be introduced.
0: Great. Yeah, congrats on the job. That's good stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember how to do any of this stuff. It's only been a month, but I was looking at the questions and I was like, I don't like these questions but I'm not sure what I would replace them with, but like, I'm going to, I'm probably going to ask them anyways, just because I'm curious about, but all right, great. So what do you think of your current life? I know you said you were unemployed for most of the pandemic. So, um, things are starting to look up and, uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say, um, That's an interesting question for me right now, because I would have given a different answer to that question like a month ago, two months ago, and then like months beyond that, like a totally different answer. Um, Right now, um, I went through, oh man, I was really happy with my life after I got my job. And then some random stuff happened and like my life was a roller coaster for a little bit, but... I'm definitely back in a place where I was unemployed for long enough that I really appreciate what I have at the moment. Um, and I know that um, I'm definitely not gonna stay happy with my current situation if I don't keep pushing myself. So I'm kind of like in a, a little bit of like a a lull before the storm here, I think. Like, I mean, if I really wanna be happy with myself in a few years, I do wanna get a graduate degree. So that's okay. something that I need to start looking into now. Um, Yeah, so at the moment I am very happy.
0: Good to hear. But um, could you tell our audience members and myself, uh, what do you exactly do right now? Like, what do you do for your job?
1: Right. So, um, I have a degree in mechanical engineering and I did pursue a minor in computer science, which I really enjoyed. The job I have right now is I'm technically, I'm a test technician with a company. um, It's a small company, but they're exploding right now. They've hired like more than half of their workforce in the past two years or something. They make um, autonomous mobile robots for um, warehouses and manufacturing situations. So I don't know if you've ever been in a warehouse, Hmm. but they've got all those like little... They've got all sorts of like small vehicles that people, usually operators are driving around, forklifts or pallet jacks or tuggers. Um, And basically this company makes self-driving of those. And there are lots of companies actually in the industry. It's a whole industry. I'm really excited to be in that industry. Um, But yeah, this company is particularly nice. They've got a great company culture and everyone is um, super smart and pleasant and fun to work with. So it's a cool job.
0: So when you say autonomous robots, are you talking about like uh, self-driving cars or is it like a crane thing that picks one thing up and puts <laughs> it into like another?
1: Um, they're moving, they're mobile, like a car. Um, okay. Word. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're different from like, you know, the Uber or Tesla self-driving cars. I mean, that's like a whole problem where they're trying to get cars that, you know, you could drop in the middle of nowhere and it could drive you somewhere. These are a little different, um, Warehouse and manufacturing environments are a, a lot more controlled than, mm-hmm. like, you know, the streets where you're out driving with other people. And these robots, they work actually. They work by you drive them along the route that they will eventually do by themselves, and they learn the route, uh, and then they basically yeah, just yeah. do what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's There's some it. really cool technology behind it. But yeah, it's um, it's not as like open-ended of a problem as like, yeah, the actual self-driving cars, yeah.
0: No, that's super cool, Uh, the machine learning stuff. I'm really into that. Um...
1: Right, and actually, I will say this. They don't necessarily have machine learning. Um, They use, the technology that they use is vision guidance. So they will actually, they're taking pictures of their environment and then they're using features to create a 3D map and that's what they're like using to keep themselves on track. They are trying to get into more, machine learning type stuff where they could like recognize people in their pictures but they're not they're not quite on that level
0: all right so what oh I guess that was the question I was going to ask like do they use lidar or radar but they're using cameras so
1: yes they use stereo cameras as their. um I actually just had training the past two days so I'm kind of lucky that I, I got like a lot of The experience that I've had, my supervisor put it as like, I've had a Swiss cheese exposure to the um, company, but the past few days really locked in like some of the holes that I haven't been um, (laughs) experiencing, but um, they use their images um, and their 3D map as like ground truth, but they also, um, they're relying on other things and they actually, they rely on LiDAR sensors actually to detect obstructions. So there are yeah. lidar sensors on the trucks themselves.
0: So are um, these so trucks? Like, are these uh, robots super expensive then? Because I hear lidar oh is gosh. really expensive.
1: They are really expensive. Um, and I think, I think the um, yeah the the sensors specifically the safety sensor that we purchased for the front of our truck, which has to be up to um, standard as like rated for safety, that is extremely expensive. Because if it fails, you know, we can sue the company that we're buying Mm -hmm. it from. I don't know if you've heard of SICK, SICK Safety.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: But, um, and our robots all together, I just found out that, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about some of this stuff. (laughs) Um, They're very expensive though, like way more than like a car. When I found that out, you know, and I drive these things around in the testing building, you know, like flying through the building, like sometimes not treating it like you know the gold pile of gold that it's worth and then I found out how much they were worth it was kind of a shock to me
0: but dang so do you do the testing like is that what your job is you just drive these robots around
1: yeah yeah so that's like super cool so the technology's cool and the company's cool and I'm part of the hands-on software quality assurance group so Mm. yeah I basically get to go in and um I have to work like with the trucks hand on yeah so I am like if I'm not at my computer doing like writing up tickets or um, reading through testing material or like sifting through logs on the trucks to try and support like software developers trying to solve issues then yeah I'm like out actually like driving the trucks around and like yeah making them do follows and stuff it's fun
0: yeah that, that sounds sick so yeah. why, why do you want to go to grad school or um yeah what what makes you want to go to grad school instead of stay
1: at your job no I mean I do want to stay at my job Mm -hmm. what I want is I want my company to fund my graduate degree and like go part-time back to school honestly you know it's funny you ask that because I do really like the job um uh and I guess I think if I work hard enough and potentially put like effort in outside of my position um, I could like potentially like uh, vertically move in the company potentially um, I guess pursuing the graduate degree is like a goal I set for myself in my head like a long time ago and that was like sort of something that happened over the past year was realizing that I set these like goals for myself a long time ago and like, try as I might, I kind of feel like I'm failing if I don't hit them, like, really, you know, like, big things, like, getting a graduate degree, because both my parents have graduate degrees, so if I don't do that, then, like, I'm not reaching my potential or something, and then also, like, I came to terms with this over the past year, but, like, getting married, that was, like, at some point in my life, like, I locked that in my head as, like, something I have to do, and, like, if I... (laughs) don't do it. Like, I don't know, I've, I've been coming to terms with that stuff over the, past, over the past year. Like, you know, Rebecca, maybe you need to be okay if you don't achieve these <laughs> things. Um, but I am still really set on the graduate degree. I mean, I wanted to get a job before I pursued that because I wanted to make sure that I had an idea of maybe what I wanted to do, but like, I wanted to make sure that's what I really want to do. Like, I know I don't want to get a graduate degree in mechanical engineering. I don't know why I got an undergraduate degree in mechanical Mm. engineering, but I'm making it work at the moment, but I'd like to do something more, honestly, like more of like something like what you're doing. I don't know, something in electrical or computer engineering, I think would be really cool.
0: Yeah, actually, um, my friend who is a PhD student right now at Penn State, he was kind of in the same shoes as you. Um, He was a uh, what did you call it like a, a validation testing wait what, oh, what was your title test engineer yeah he was a test engineer for Bosch and he would um, <clears throat> excuse me he would test the brakes test and design the brakes on like a bunch of sports cars so
1: he oh, would wow. travel
0: uh, pretty much to across the world to like Germany and stuff and actually he was on my podcast earlier so um, oh,
1: really? shout out to Fred,
0: <laughs> Yeah. But uh, his company, uh, his employer paid for his master's degree while he was oh, working part time. Yeah. At, nice. Um, University of Michigan. So. Um, oh,
1: very cool.
0: Yeah. And then the pandemic hit and he quit that job and came full time PhD at Penn State. So that's what oh, he does really? now. Yeah. So, okay. So it is possible or it's probably like not Um, not crazy to to have your education funded by your employer especially a master's degree master's degree is like really hard to get funding through the school but a PhD is really different like if you ever wanted to become a PhD student you could just uh, it's probably not as easy as I'm trying to make it sound but my advisor is like pretty much handing out PhD positions um, oh, really?
1: just because of
0: like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, all his connections are with the DOD. So he has a bunch of like oh,
1: the government. Of Defense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So
0: they're always looking for us citizens to join the PhD team, but uh, like, it's like,
1: okay. once
0: you get the PhD, you're kind of locked in for like, uh, working yeah. at the Navy Sell research lab or a
1: little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I didn't want to do that just cause I, I don't know if I want to stay in research like that. Like, a, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I honestly, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do yet. So,
1: right.
0: All right. Um, where did we leave off? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll ask you the next question. <laughs> so, um, uh, actually, I actually, I really don't like this question in particular. It's I'll ask it anyways, though. It's what do you think about life in general and how do you see yourself in the grand scheme of things? So I was, I came up with this question, like really looking at myself, um, trying to figure out like how I fit in the world and stuff like that. But I'll just give you my answer because I think it's like so specific to me that maybe other people can't really, um, I don't know, process the question the same way I do. But basically I think life is like, uh actually I I just I don't think life matters very much or at all or anything we do in life so I see myself as someone who just does the things he does to see what happens to kind of like uh I don't really like that answer I hate this question actually (laughs) do you want to take it you want to take it away
1: (laughs) no actually you know That's funny that you say that because I mean, I did read through these questions and I did try to like think of what the hell would I answer to these. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to use that kind of language. Um, But I distinctly remember at some point when I was like musing about that, I actually was thinking, like, you know, I don't think like my life matters. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and that like part of growing up is like, has been like, recognizing that and then like being okay with it you know and Mm. um like finding other things to feel like you're making your life meaningful um yeah i think uh, i mean
0: oh go ahead
1: oh no that's okay i was just gonna say like i feel like you could go so many different ways with that question right but i do think that's interesting that like one of the things the main thing you're saying is um that life doesn't
0: matter it's it's really like the the reason why I'm doing everything like going to grad school and and trying to get a job and stuff is just because I want to see what's out there like I don't really care for like the I don't know what it's called like the clout <laughs> you know the fame and and just like the okay. respect from other people it's really just to kind of it's all for myself for you it's like yeah yeah just to see what happens and like if it doesn't work out then like i inevitably get really disappointed <laughs> but at the end of the day i think that's better than um than not trying it at all and just like regretting it but mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what i think so no i, don't I think know that's if
1: actually it, a really healthy way to go about that i mean if you're doing it for you not for anyone else you know um
0: I actually, I should say, um, so when I was younger, probably in like high school, I I saw the, the Truman Show. Do you know that movie, The Truman Show? I
1: don't. It's,
0: it's like a guy who lives in like a movie set, but he has no idea. And there's just like cameras on him at all times while he goes through Is his it normal a comedy? Life. I don't really know.
1: Okay. <laughs> Do you recommend it? I mean, should it. I watch this?
0: <laughs> I think... I mean, yeah, (laughs) I'm not going to recommend it, but you can watch it if you want. So (laughs) I watched it during English class, but basically um, I kind of liked that. I really liked that idea. I really liked um, thinking that there are people watching me at all times. So I I kind of think that I have like this, this uh, audience inside me of like really tiny people and everything I do is they're either like, cheering for me or they're being like you let us down Brian you you like Uh, I'm so disappointed in you and that's kind of how I like uh judge whether I'm doing the right thing or not what I think the right thing is whatever makes my audience happy like that's that's what I'm gonna do (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's stuck in my head for a while What, what else was I gonna say it doesn't matter I think my questions right now are too broad and too general, but I want to narrow it down to a point where like uh, anyone could just be like, yes, I have the exact thing, the exact answer you're looking for, or the the exact answer that I want to give to this question. I don't know if that made sense. I'm kind of turning this episode into like a rant about my current podcast because I don't like my podcast right now. So I'm trying to... I'm trying to shift gears, but
1: okay, a turning point.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's talk Sorry about. I can't some can't you Oh, you're all right. It's it's all good. Um, yeah, let's talk about marching band. So, Rebecca and I did. Uh, we played cymbals together at Reading Buccaneers for uh, a few seasons. I can't, I think it was four, three seasons. It was a decent amount of time. I think, but um. Yeah, playing symbols has has given me this kind of. I think playing symbols has made like a, a a big impact on my life, especially when I said like nothing matters. Um, I th- I think that came from playing symbols. Uh, after I joined the blue band, I I was like a big DCI guy, and then I just did college marching band, and that was really weird for me, but. It, it gave me like this realization that like it didn't matter how good at something i got if i if i don't like have people to share my experience with or or just uh yeah it just really didn't matter <laughs> so i'm wondering rebecca did playing symbols have any significant impact on on your life
1: um you know it's it's hard because i i don't there's like no version of myself that I could compare myself to like, oh, there's the version of Rebecca that didn't do drum corps, you know? And like, oh, this is how mm. she's different. Um, I can definitely relate to like, I got caught up in, uh, you know, at Bucks and DCA and, you know, you go to rehearsal and like, I mean, we were pretty young, you know, we were still in high school. We were pretty young and yeah. impressionable and you'd go to rehearsal <clears throat> and like, you get so anxious for it and like you like felt like you were dying at points and you like you know you could never be good enough and um but then you'd come out of each weekend like you know feeling like so successful and so accomplished and you know like it was kind of like your world and everything Mm -hmm. and yeah definitely going to college like I kind of felt like a little bit of like a hot shot or something you know like "Mm, I marched (laughs) Buccaneers Oh my gosh, Brian, there was one time I walked into, I don't know, I hope I haven't told you this before, but I walked into my um, Gen Chem 1 class, and I didn't know that, gosh, I still don't know what sports team it is, um, the Pittsburgh Buccaneers, I guess they're
0: I think it's baseball. Tampa. Oh, no, Pittsburgh oh. Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates.
1: Okay, did they say go Buccaneers with them?
0: I have no idea.
1: Well, she had up on the, on the the slideshow, like the day after our um, championships, like in 2015, when we won, she had go Buccaneers on the slideshow. And oh my gosh, Brian, I walk into the class and I was like, did she see my core necklace? Like, oh my gosh, does she know we just won? (laughs) And i like, you know, like I had to keep saying like, this doesn't make any sense. Like why, what? Like she like, but yeah, like it was just a sports team. It it was, you know, it probably was the Pirates, um, but yeah, just like then realizing that, um, you know, and being in pit band and being like, you know, better at cymbals than anyone else in the line, because it's not like they had made like a drum corps career of it, realizing that didn't matter either, you know, like I still was a freshman and it didn't, you know, it didn't matter how skilled I was. I, um, yeah, it was, uh, I guess it was a bit humbling um, and, um, but that's not to say that it didn't have a very big impact on me though, because I think at some point after all those years of marching, I did kind of realize, and I don't, this is where I don't know how much of this is actually from the the band experiences and the leadership opportunities and how much of it is just like a natural progression, um, like growing into, I don't know, who I was meant to be. But I realized like at the end of my college career that I felt like I, I had, um, in some ways, compared to, like, the other engineering students around me, like, much better communication skills, and, like, ability to work with, like, other students, that sounds terrible. Yeah, Um, no, I I agree. Right, and then, like, finding yourself in these groups, and realizing, like, you kind of accidentally, like, slipped into, like, a little bit of a leadership position, and, like, everyone, like, keeps looking to you, and, um, yeah, I, like, realized after the fact, like, you know, maybe that was, like, Because of the band experiences. Just, I mean, like, just working with, um, you know, other students um, or not students, just people with very different backgrounds all the time. And, like, having to work through some really, like, honestly, some really, like, complex problems that everyone has an opinion about all the time um, really can, like, lend you a perspective into the best ways to go about, like, all sorts of situations. So I think, it, I think it might have had a profound effect on me. I can't say for sure.
0: But, okay. Yeah. So we did, uh, Rebecca and I auditioned for Crossman together in <clears throat> one of our years. I think it was going into the 2018 season. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring it up just because I remember specifically in between camps, like the first audition camp and the callback camp, I was putting videos up on the Facebook page, like saying, like, look how hard I'm working. And I remember specifically that I did a rep of something and then I ran around the loop, like a, a pretty long distance. It probably took me like an, a minute and a half to run the loop. And then I do another rep and I kept it on the same recording. And I put the, I put the, like the full video up on the Facebook saying like, ah, Yes. I'm such a hard worker, but, um,
1: I totally forgotten about
0: that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, uh, I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> I just think that Crossman experience, like that Crossman camp, um, those two camps specifically were like really freaking awesome for me. Um, not just because I got cut, but I think just like the opportunity to meet people in that environment where like, everybody, like most of the people don't know each other. So like, it's so easy just to strike up conversation with, with another simple person and make friends. Um, I kind of carried that on through like every situation I'm in, uh, every like social situation like that. So whether it's, uh, when I started grad school, I kind of got like a team together (laughs) to help me through grad school by doing like the same, the same thing. And, um, just this past week, when I was in Atlanta at the conference, like I I made um, a decent amount of friends, like just meeting them for the first time. But yeah, that was super cool. Uh, I'm gonna say one more thing before I let you talk. But I saw this quote on YouTube that said, a stranger is a friend that you haven't met yet. And I was like, yeah, I I like that. So what do you think of that?
1: I think I've seen that before. Um, it's very wholesome. Yeah. How um, did you
0: feel after the Crossman audition?
1: <laughs> I wonder if I've like repressed those memories because I'm actually I don't quite remember. It's not something that I reflect on very often, I guess. Mm. What I remember more is the Oregon Crusaders audition and how I felt after not getting a spot, just getting like the call back. Oh. That was yeah, that, that that had a much bigger impact on me because I actually never really even get got an official callback. I just heard it secondhand from Dave, like my tech at Matrix, and oh, the whole thing oh. felt so informal and insincere. Yeah. and I never got feedback from him. Like the whole thing was like, "Oh, I'll give you feedback too," and like I never got that. Like I had to seek him out and ask for it. And
0: dang, that sucks. Know. Yeah, no, I I feel it. I know where you're coming from because DJ doesn't communicate well at all like I got my my spot through the section leader at the time Miguel like he just Facebook messaged oh. me and he was like
1: oh you really? made it <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, <stop. laughs> yeah yeah because because he messaged me in the middle of class He was like hey are you busy right now and I was like nah <laughs> and he was like you made it <laughs> congrats yeah,
1: that's awesome yeah
0: but I was waiting for like a, a long time to get that like to get something from the Oregon Crusaders but it actually reminds me of like the the matrix audition that I went to um they give a lot of feedback at matrix and they even rank people that that was yeah. like really daunting I don't know what the right word is but yeah I remember I got ranked under you <laughs> where right. like uh you yeah were, you were one and I was two and I was like this is stupid this is ridiculous, <laughs> I was her section leader, but this was right, yeah. like, this was 2016, so I was still, like, a a major uh, self-centered, like, piece of shit, pretty much, because, like, a week before that, I was auditioning at United with um, Kat, Sam, and Shannon, and I think Kat got a spot on the first, uh, like, the first day, and I got a call back, and I was, like, this is ridiculous, like, there's no way that that these guys are better than me.
1: <laughs> like, I, I do kind, kind of remember so this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, that and must it, have been yeah. kind of brutal for you though. No, I mean, it like, was, that's it totally was... understandable. Like you we like, I learned how to play symbols watching you. So I mean, that was very strange being ranked over you. I talked that up to, you know, I mean, how long did she actually watch us like in that audition? Like two hours of like playing total? You know, mm. I think at that point, like we played so similarly that like it wasn't going to show up. And what we were both like using 18 inch cymbals. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, I
1: mean, if we had been on bigger cymbals, I think it would have been more apparent too, like that you were a lot stronger and more skilled um, than I, I was.
0: But. I think in, in terms of like cymbal playing, it might have been that way, but definitely on the visual side, because she had seen you march from last year. And I think that mm. was like a major contributing factor, you know if someone looks yes, really good when had- they march, then it's like,
1: yes. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, at least I, that's what she told me, and, and wrote on, like, my report, so I was like,
1: oh, all right, okay. fine, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was really great, like, that entire, like, auditioning process, and, like, even, even after I quit Matrix, because I, I didn't want to do it, like, being able to teach full-time is really, really what, like, that was the main catalyst for, for my improvement of um, I just like personality, I guess. So
1: yeah.
0: band has been really good to me. How about yourself? How do you think your leadership at matrix has, has helped you or what was being leadership? What was being leadership? Like, how was your leadership? Like I, I kind of want to compare it to like uh, bucks. Cause that's like the only uh, mutual experience that we've shared of like leadership so yeah um (laughs) I don't I don't know what to say
1: (laughs) um yeah uh matrix was hard um and not always in a good way um because a lot more often than not we didn't have a tech keeping us in line so it was totally up to us and um what I learned about myself is I'm really bad at being the bad guy, you know, like I want to be everyone's friend. I don't mm-hmm. want to be the, the tech. Well, I mean, I guess maybe if I was in a tech position, I could go about it differently. Maybe not. I, I think maybe it helped me grow up a little bit in that sense. Like the realization that you can't be someone's, um, you can't always be someone's friend and also their, what's the word uh mm, I mean not supervisor or boss like whatever leader I guess is what you would call someone like in the Hmm. why am I totally drawing a blank what's the word when you get like um
0: I know what you're trying to say it's like a respected position
1: yeah um a
0: little higher up than the others
1: and I made so many mistakes both years I don't think I did a good job either year I mean I learned a lot but I don't think I did a very good job um especially my second year um, like four out of six people on the symbol line were not, you know, primarily cymbal players. Um, they mm. were all, and they were all Phantom Regiment horns and, you know, they all knew each other from their previous experience. And like a lot of times it just felt like this, like matrix had become this like extension of the Phantom Regiment horn line. <laughs> and that was, that was hard and frustrating, um, you know, to have done symbols for that long and then have like, you know them sort of treated as less than like the instrument almost like less than and um i let that get to me and i just was not a good section leader um many regrets (laughs) but and that's why i just couldn't bring myself to go back for another year because i did feel like i had completely plateaued in my cymbal playing and Mm. that um even my personal growth had stalled a little bit that I had gotten myself stuck a little bit, like frustrated. I mean, I was also about the year that I didn't get the immediate spot on the Oregon Crusaders and yeah, sort of pulled myself from the activity.
0: Okay. I see. Sorry. I had like two contradicting thoughts (laughs) throughout that, not contradicting, but like two (laughs) parallel, not even parallel. They're just going different directions. But the first one is, okay. I remember just one of them now god damn it <laughs> oh you said you said earlier that um you didn't want to you didn't like being the bad guy uh like when you're in one of those section leader roles uh what do you mean yeah. by that like
1: well like you don't have a tech and um the majority of people on the symbol line primarily play a different instrument so like they don't want to play yeah. cymbals. symbols so like you have to be the person to like tell them to put the symbols on like all the time and like (laughs) make them hold their arms like all the time like there was just I I like yeah I just found myself in this position where like I was for whatever reason like incapable of inspiring devotion to the instrument that like we had at box you know what I'm saying okay and then and then there were times that I didn't want to hold the cymbals you know like we were running on like Eight, seven hours total sleep for the weekend you know like wow. you know like I was sick or this or that you know I like thinking about all the schoolwork or no I guess not schoolwork but like you know I gotta go to work like at 7 a.m the next day and I'm like gosh I just want to take a nap and I'm not the person who needs to work on all this like you know someone else is on the line and mm. like I just fell short of the line like you know and because a good leader I think would demonstrate by um you know by um uh,
0: by example
1: yeah lead by example you know like I can't tell you to put your symbols on and do something if I'm not willing to do it myself and so yeah
0: yeah. okay I see I actually um I remember when I first started teaching at surf like my very first camp the very first time I saw like all of the symbol kids and I told them like right off the bat like hey guys I smoke a lot of weed (laughs) but it's not worth like me bringing it onto this like this tour like it's just not worth risking my entire tour just because I want to get high and I just want to like put that out there like right off the bat and they, they were cool with it and I also I smoked so much weed <laughs> during that <laughs> tour <laughs> but they didn't know they didn't know I just kept it on the down low but I remember telling um Brad my my caption head like immediately after like when we were just chilling that night and he was like uh probably didn't have to say that I think you're being too friendly like can't really be friends with these guys but I I think that's like not true at all I I it's a delicate
1: balance
0: I don't even think there's I yeah you're right
1: maybe it comes naturally to you
0: Uh, but I I don't I'm going to make friends with everyone like everyone there is <laughs> to make friends with. Um, but I don't, I didn't yell at my kids like once throughout the entire summer, like just, I don't think you need to be a bad person to be a great tech. Like, I think that you can just, If the way that I got them to do what I wanted was like subtle brainwashing <laughs> where I would just tell them, indirectly what I wanted them to do and eventually they built the mindset to know exactly what it is that I wanted because they wanted the exact same thing like for example uh flipping out like every symbol line does it everyone does the flip out you know like after a rep and mm-hmm. they they would like they would fuck up their ripples like all the time but I would just always say like do it again like again you know until mm-hmm. it was good but eventually like before the end of movements, they they would just say again for themselves like, I didn't have to like say anything for them to to do it, and I, I don't think it's like a, maybe it's like muscle memory, but, you know I I, I kind of lost my train of thought. But no,
1: yeah, that um,
0: it's like it's that's like awesome. I mean, the, you like you the brainwashed
1: them to yeah, you know.
0: or, or it's I I guess I should say trained. I I train them, not brainwashed. <laughs> But they they wanted the exact same things that I wanted. And yes, you
1: yeah, know,
0: they they would do uh, what I asked them to do, just because I, th- I think I showed them like a very uh, vulnerable side of me um, while I was teaching. So I think that really like builds a lot of trust. Um, mm-hmm. One of the girls, uh, Bethany, she was like, she was not having a good day, um, one of these blocks. And and I, I kind of freaked out on her. I didn't really freak out. I just said, like, teaching you is like trying to teach a kindergartner. Like, it's so hard. And I I don't know how to do it. And we were packing up. And I, I heard her like, starting to cry. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Like, man, I feel really, really bad. So I just got them to stop packing up. And I just sat them down and told them like, that was super uncalled for like what I did was there is no reason for that and I feel really bad about it and I'm I'm very sorry and after that I think they had like a much deeper respect for me or or just like um I, I don't know of another word I think respect's the right word but yeah I I wish I you knew know, good that for stuff. you
1: thanks I mean like if I had a tech that yeah like you know because everyone makes mistakes and but, like, that ability to, like, immediately call yourself out on it and be open and honest and, like, yeah, like, admit you were wrong. That's, that's like, I mean, that's what it's all about. So, that's awesome.
0: Thanks. And I wish I knew these things much earlier, like, at Bucks or even at United. Uh, that was the other thing I was going to say. Uh, United was kind of similar to your Matrix situation, how there was, like, um,
1: no tech. We,
0: we d- yeah, no tech, and and we didn't exactly get along. Uh, mm, there is al- yep. a, always a lot of like um, what
1: is it about indoor that blood. tensions are always running high
0: <laughs> yeah i i don't know if it's just for symbol players too it might just be a symbol thing no i don't think so but uh, at united i i definitely felt like the symbol line was the the root of the the bad vibes which is a little sad but you know not nothing we can do about it um yeah. But unlike your, your matrix situation, we had a lot of really good players, but we are all like very, very stubborn. And um, what's, what's the word? Like very wayward, very my oh, way. Headed. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was very hard to deal with. Okay. I don't really want to keep doing these questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, my, uh, my earbuds are dying, unfortunately,
0: oh okay <laughs> all right we'll we'll do one more.
1: Okay. Uh, actually, I asked this I'm one sorry. to
0: everyone, so Rebecca, what do you think your greatest strength is?
1: Um, okay i I think it's um I really was so tempted uh with this question <laughs> to give one answer, but it just sounds so. <laughs> like, full of myself, if I were to say that, and I I don't know that it is my greatest strength. So I mean, I'll tell you both. But um, the one answer that I was going to give was my intelligence. (laughs) Um, I would probably wouldn't have ever given that answer, like over the past five years when I was in college, surrounded by super smart people. Mm -hmm. Um, But certainly before that experience, like in high school, and now actually even like, after it a little bit like being in the workforce I'm like kind of experiencing it again where I'm like wow like (laughs) I'm so lucky to have the head on my shoulders you know that I do (laughs) which um but actually I I probably I would say my greatest strength actually and what um actually helps me the most in life would probably be my empathy I think um you know, when it comes down to it, you're like, your ability to communicate with other people is so important. And um, I, I like to think that um, I'm pretty near constantly trying to put myself trying to relate to the people around me, and like, always give people the benefit of the doubt, um, even when I might not know them very well. Um, and I think that always um, helps me in my life, actually, sort of indirectly. So, Yeah. What's your answer to this question?
0: Oh, my answer has been changing for a while. I wrote down like my most recent one, but I don't even remember what it is right now. So um, I think it's just my like my the way I think, (laughs) 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 which is I guess that would be like intelligence or something, because I I used to say like honesty um, because I I thought I was like a super honest person. But then I realized like it. I'm honest about like the, the things that I'm talking about, like that would be what I'm good at. Like, Mm -hmm. it's easy to be honest, but it's not really like a, I don't think that's my strength. So maybe it's like the words that I'm saying and the way that I can deliver my words, but that that's not right either because there's something controlling that and it's my brain. So (laughs) yeah, I, I, I'm getting into like a huge, uh, like loop. So it's kind of like the like why is the sky blue question? Um, which I could answer, but it's like there's so much it's I'd be doing the same thing. So yeah, I don't really know uh what my greatest strength is. I think it's just like I I wanted to say it was my mindset, but like even now I, I don't like doing this podcast thing just because I'm not I don't like where my mind is. So I can't really say that, but gotcha. Yeah.
1: i would say just from knowing you at bucks like my guess for what you would say your greatest strength was would be um either <laughs> i think sometimes well like i guess um professionally like in your professional life i would say mm-hmm. one of your greatest strengths would be like your your comp like your competitive side because you get competitive with yourself oh
0: you my know gosh. like that's, <laughs> so that's think, hilarious I never thought oh go ahead.
1: I think that would be a really good strength of yours you know like I think you 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 hold yourself to really high standards I think that's probably that's like I mean that's going to be so immensely helpful for you in your professional life you know (laughs) and in your personal life I would say I think you are very empathetic um just the story you told about um Beth yeah and that you were able to sit them down like you instantly like felt bad like yeah, I'd say that I would guess that would be your greatest strength in your personal life.
0: Yeah, so. G- Going back to the professional one of competitiveness. Sorry. Um, I didn't think I'm like, a lot has changed since Bucks. I'm not oh, competitive really? at all. <laughs> like, uh, I play pickleball a lot. But every mm-hmm. time, um, like people are very competitive in pickleball. <laughs> but I don't oh, care. Okay. I just I just play to have fun. So I, I like close games and I like it whenever people are trying really hard and that's what I try to like replicate every single game and I don't care about like uh, winning or losing and I really don't think I'm a very competitive person like at all. I
1: think competitive might have been the wrong word yeah I don't um, think you're like oh you I was thinking I, about I th- the winning losing
0: I, right I was I thinking think more I,
1: like the standards you hold yourself to
0: yeah, I, I came to the same realization um right after I, I finished my thought, right after you said that. But yeah, I think I think there is like a a bar that I set for myself that is um I'm not sure. <laughs> but starting like uh, starting grad school and stuff like that, that was like a goal that I wanted to do, like I wanted to reach. And um even though I like set these goals, I don't I don't know if it's a strength because if I don't reach it, then, then I just get like, I get sad, <laughs> but I've been working well, on like the
1: strength right there. That's like, you know, you have, that's the fire under your butt to keep going, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, it's that a is true. maybe yeah. maybe you're not living as happily as you could, if you like weren't holding yourself to such high of a standard, but
0: yeah. But then it's kind of like, I'm always chasing um like victory. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. But when I think about it now, like that's, that's not a bad thing at all. Um, Really, I should, it's a balance, like you said, like I should be trying to, I really care a lot (laughs) about the journey, about getting there, getting to the end goal or whatever that is. But um, if I don't have a destination, then there's, there's no, there's nothing to enjoy, I guess. Or there's no like progress to, to witness. So yeah. All right, let's let's do one more question, one final one. Rebecca, do you have any advice for your listeners?
1: Um probably nothing that you haven't already said. Um I did listen to your selfish advice podcast and um I think any advice that I would give would be like sort of along the lines of those um like the one about living in the moment or treating yourself how you would want others to treat yourself, you know, like, I think, yeah, like, I think think I've sort of, like, been coming to this, a similar, like, um, advice conclusion, like, over the past few years, but maybe in different words, where I just, I would, you know, if I had to give advice to anyone, especially anyone who maybe has low self-esteem, or is constantly anxious, to, like, stop, and, like, really smell the flowers, like, realize where you are in life and like, it might not feel the greatest, but you don't know where you're going. And for all you know, like, in a certain amount of time, you might look back at where you are now and like, wish for those days to come back. Um, I know I find myself doing that. So I certainly I'm trying to just enjoy my life. Um, Like grow the happiness under my feet, not look for it in the distance
0: yeah that's awesome all right thank you so much for coming on the podcast um doing the podcast thing and do you have any last words no all right awesome see you guys next time peace